Hey guys, I'm Jackie Brubaker, your host of That Girl, the podcast. I'm an author, performer, two-time Emmy Award winner, human relationship specialist, and founder of the wellness website, loveyouevenmore.com. Each week, I bring on inspiring people and experts in their field to have powerful, motivational, and enlightened conversations about relationships, self-development, and how you can live your most authentic life. Follow us for daily updates on myself and the podcast at That Girl the Podcast and at Jackie Brubaker on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and our Patreon page. While you're at it, make sure to check out my new wellness website, loveyouevenmore.com. If you're wanting to dig into developing more self-worth, be healthier about relationships, and learn how to date smarter, go to loveyouevenmore.com and follow us on Instagram at loveyouevenmore. Welcome, Don Cornelius, to That Girl, the podcast. Don is the CEO and founder of Human. She has done some research kids on dating, online dating, and especially what that looks like after 40. She's got some answers. We want to hear about them. Don, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> I'm excited so for you to be here. <laughs> Yay. Thank you so much. Yep. I love the part about I got the answers. So you got the answers. <laughs> Good. Because we were looking for the answers here. Tell people a little bit more about human and what you do and how'd you get here? Yep. Sounds great. So for more than eight years, I've been living and researching online dating and dating apps and discovered how it's fraught with so many challenges. I was married for over a decade and that came to an end. And at that point, I was over 40 and dating for the first time in a decade. And at this point with kids and just a totally different juncture in life. And so I knew there had to be a better way and that I could solve it. And so I did. Um, For those looking for their forever person, human is a relationship app that builds deep, meaningful connections based on who people really are using AI, machine learning, and predictive analytics. I'm literally going to download it right now. (laughs) I'm like, I want on this app. Okay, keep going. And exactly. I think the motivation that you heard is that it's based on who people really are. Mm -hmm. And so that creates a more safe and honest experience. And that was what I needed. And it was what I knew that so many other people needed as well. Absolutely. What were some of when you first got into, and by the way, that must've been horrifying. My girlfriend just got divorced this last year as well. And she is 36 and she had been married for uh, 10 years as well. And she's like, what is this? What is this all about? It was just foreign land territory. It was so weird. What were some of the things that you were running into that so many other people are running into in the beginning? Yeah, I think the most uh, simple way to say it is that, I mean, what the, you know? Oh, you can swear. You can swear on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) It was all the what those and mainly just trying to figure out who people really are, Mm -hmm. right? You know, I had not used apps at all, you know, after, you know, having been married for so long and coming into that experience at this point, being a busy professional and knowing that there was not going to be an opportunity seriously to find my forever person, just limiting it to my network 
of my day-to-day interactions mm-hmm. in turning immediately to apps. And I did what other people do. You download quite a few of them. And I was just blown away by one, either, you know, you go through the discovery process to discover that they they sent a representative to the app. It's not really who they are. <laughs> yes, it's true. It's like, who is that person? Not at all who they are. Yeah. And, or the other was that like where are all the where are all the great people where where in the world are they hiding in their living rooms with their cats? That's what we're doing. We're hiding. <laughs> or just the insufficient information. I mean, making a life decision with a picture in four or five words or no words at all just <laughs> isn't my idea of finding my my forever person. Ugh. Amen. Amen to all of that. It's insane. It, what you just said, you're, you're supposed to make a life decision based off of a few pictures and no words. I mean, you can't hear their voice. You can't see how they look and move. I mean, very few apps have like any kind of video of like you, you know, maybe it's like a little clip of something you doing like, like a, like a gif almost, you know, but like, you can't base anything off of that. You're like, okay, there's a, there's an, a very, um, I don't know, prestigious app that I was invited to be on. And it's just ridiculous. Like, I'm not going to name the app because I'm still on it, but it is ridiculous. Like, I swear when I first got on, I was like, is everyone a model and a, a photographer? Is everybody that? Because it was so like, they just pulled pictures from like magazines. I'm like, I don't know what's going on. Am I supposed to curate like a profile? I'm so confused. Mm-hmm. I didn't get it. And so like, there's that happening. And then there's just your normal, like, you know, here's me. Oh, this is my favorite thing. When men put pictures of like, here's me at a distance hiking. Here's me at a distance <laughs> swimming. Here's me at a distance. I don't know, in a river or something. You're never yeah, going to see my face <laughs> ever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very active and good luck trying to find me in the wilderness. That's, that's what I'm telling you. Like what? <laughs> and then on the flip side with women and like, I haven't seen too many profiles except just friends of mine, but like girls stop with the filters. Please don't do that. Please, please refrain from the filters. Cause that girl, that girl or guy is going to see you and be like that. That doesn't look like you. I'm looking at you in real life. And that's not you. That's not you. All right, go on. Keep going. <laughs> No, exactly. Everything you're saying and my experience, I found out wasn't just my experience. I talked to hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of other people to discover that they were facing the the same challenge. But there's something very specific, I think, um, about people who are truly looking for their forever person Versus that this really is a game and people are having a great time and there's nothing wrong with that. That's the place and stage that they are in life. But Mm. it was certainly a different challenge and a shared experience among those who were, you know, looking for something else. I think one of my most frustrating ones were um, profiles that had multiple people in the in the profile picture. And then who is the person? I have no idea. (laughs) it's usually the uglier one I'm not gonna lie it usually is you're like oh it's probably you (laughs) um so what how did you figure out 
the people who are really looking for love, like what is it that they were putting on their profiles or how did you determine that to, to make a better app basically? Yeah. So the thing that I discovered is that the problem um, with current dating apps starts at the literally at the very root from the profile. So when the user is generating the content and where most of us are more prone to create a friendlier, nicer um, version of ourselves, the representative, as I, as I call it, um, when that is the case, more often than not, there is some level of disconnect in that. And so I, I realized that if, if I had a great profile, if I knew, if I could absolutely know that this is truthful, it's honest, this is who they really are, and I could really get an opportunity to see who are you really at your at your core, not the, you know, long walks on the beach and, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I'm sexy and all that kind of stuff. But who are you really? Yeah. Because that's that's the person that you're going to end up with. Yeah. And of course, at this point, it's all very, very informed by life. You've lived long enough. You've seen enough. You've had enough experiences that you have a clearer version of who, you, a, a clearer identity of who, of who you are, but also of who you're not and what you don't want to live with. Mm-hmm. And in my case, having, you know, navigated after a decade of marriage, I was pretty specific about where I was going at that point. Mm-hmm. And for me, at the very, very beginning of that experience is the problem. So human is what makes human different is that we use AI and machine learning and predictive analytics, specifically AI, artificial intelligence, to create the profile. This is very, very different than anything that exists on the market. Wow. People opt in to allow access to specific data, like behavioral kind of data or biometric data, linguistic kinds of data, and that creates a profile. So from the very, very beginning, it's exceptional data. It's exceptional information. It's a more truthful version of who someone is. We call it an AI truth-driven profile. Mm -hmm. And from that point, now our technology makes a recommendation about who your best potential match could be. So it moves a lot of the biases that we, we have automatically. It It allows technology to intervene, to honestly be a whole lot more human um, and for us to perform more human. That if we were to kind of strip down to our naked selves and show up, you know, in a situation where we have the opportunity to meet someone and you didn't bring all of your stuff and all the things that prevent you from just being who you are and they didn't either. And we could just make a decision, you know, we could have a real conversation and if that was, you know, kind of filtered down in a way that only the people in the room who are your best potential match, those are the only people in the room. Wow. And that's the experience that users will have when a human launches early 2022. Oh my gosh. So how do you get this information? Like if I was to sign up, what would you do? Yeah. So you would opt in to allow us to have access to uh, think your social media or your uh, streaming habits, that kind of information. And although it's not a perfect picture, it is a picture. Yeah. So we go 
go quite deep. Um, I want to say too much that's, you know, proprietary, but able to analyze that data and then to make a prediction about who you are. And we know that our predictions, you know, fall with an exceptional accuracy of creating a representation of, of who that person is. And from there, once once we're able to understand, oh, okay, this this is who Jackie is. She's mm-hmm. you know loyal and compassionate. She's daring. Um, you know she you know loves to have humor. She's witty. She values family, and all of these kinds of characteristics that that go a lot deeper. Then we can say, okay, well here's here's what we know through social science. Right. about who would be the best person for you, whether that's age and the type of characteristics, kind of those core identities. And then there are those other kind of socially constructed identities that are a little bit really outside of who we are as our core, but it does make us who we are, like race and nationality and gender and yeah. religion and politics, all those other kind of things. Um, wow. One of the questions I'm often asked is, is oh well, I don't know if you know if if I were to meet my person, if I if if I were to be on your app, would I end up with the person that I'm with now? Because we have so much that's not in common. Sure. So one of the misconceptions is it's not like matching like. Yeah. Oh, I like chess, so you like chess. So oh my gosh, we're a perfect match, which is actually a lot of kind of what happens intuitively on current platforms. Mm-hmm. That's not the best indication of who your forever person. It's the things that are much deeper. It's the values. It's the way you see vulnerability. It's the way you think about honesty and truthfulness. It's, you know, the your career direction, the things that, that go far deeper than just kind of the surface level. Um, and, and like many other kind of new products that are coming to market, we, we or different than those, we manage the entire consumer journey so once a person matches, you're you're prompted at that point to you have to have a video conversation, you know, okay. and that's really where you determine if okay, you know, the machine was great, but is it really, you know, what does chemistry feel like? What is it? What do they sound like? Um, how do they, you know, resonate with me? And what do I feel as I talk mm-hmm. to this person? Um, and what is their, you know, true humanity? And then you move further into the journey. And the the goal of our app is that um, it pushes you to now meet in person in real life, because that's really, isn't that the the goal? goal. Not to to create and keep just a messaging conversation on a platform. I don't even like to text people in general. I, all my friends that get texts from me, that's because they're my best friends. But in general, I hate texting. So messaging some stranger is like my form of help. So yeah, meeting in person is the goal. <laughs> <laughs> that's the goal. Wow, this is so sci-fi. Like, I love it. I feel like we're in the future, but we are here. We're in the future. Um, okay, and I, you know, also I think uh, too, it's, um, that's kind of an age old question of like how people have asked you, like, would I meet the person that I'm with now if I went through your app? But I think that the, the answer to anything is you're going to meet the person you're supposed to be with no matter what. You exactly. Know? So. I, I totally agree. I mean, there, there are so many external factors that drive, you know, all of the, how did we end up here things, right? Exactly. Where were you born? Um, where do you live? 
you know, who do you do life with? Where did you go to school? It's all those network effects that are actually working for or against us in, yeah. in, in many ways. But we, I do believe that we, we end up where we're supposed to be and with the people that we're supposed to be with. Um, yeah. Modern dating, you know, in this case, in the, the way we live in the world we live in, it, it can help you to get there faster <laughs> or a whole lot longer. I mean, just think about the last almost two years that we've had of COVID when, I mean, there was no bar or restaurant or mm-hmm. accidental bump into the, in the grocery store Mm-mm. when these kinds of technologies have literally enabled us to stay connected to the people that we like, we love, or the people we, we hope to love someday. I mean, um, you know, if we didn't have dating apps during quarantine, all of us would just be calling all of our exes and be like, you up? <laughs> like, that's what we'd be doing. I certainly called a couple. <laughs> like, hey, what's up? We might die. Should we try this again? I don't know. Um, so I'm sure that you've had this tested many times. Um, do we have any love matches yet? <laughs> no, not yet. We have because we haven't completely launched okay. um, at, at this point. But there are a lot of uh, hungry and excited people who are excited to join. So please put me on that list. <laughs> <laughs> and our wait list is open. So those that join now early also have that advantage to be a, a part of our user testing. So okay, yes, cool. please join. It's just so interesting. And I love the name of it, human, which just makes me feel so much better too. I'm like, oh, thank you for calling me just a human instead of a girl or a woman or whatever. Like, I'm just a human looking for another human to do this life with. Um, What? Okay. And on just more of like a regular dating thing. So say you've joined human how can you be, and you're 40 and over, (laughs) how can you be a better dater? Like what things do you suggest people do to actually help them find love for real? Especially if you're going on human and you're like, I really want to meet my person. Yeah, that's such a great question. And, and thank you for the affirmation about the name as well. That, that was really important to me. You know, I was married for over a decade heterosexually and had three kids and a lot of life, you know, during, during that time. But today I'm same gender loving and mm. a lot older and, you know, all these different identities, these kind of yeah. intersection of identities that are here. And so what, I, what I've what i realized, you know, along the way of all these years is that at the core of humanity is this most basic need for every human is to just connect and to be in a deep, meaningful relationship with another human. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we overcomplicate that idea And it's really not that complicated. You know, even as I think about my kids, my wish for them is exactly what you said, is that they will meet, you know, a wonderful human who knows who they are, uh, who values who my child is, and can love them as my child loves himself. And, um, And so it's just that simple. And the desire to create a product for all humans regardless of what your partner preference is, regardless of where you are in the world, the one thing that brings us all together is this most basic need. It's our, it's our core need, you know, around belonging. So, so thank you for that. We appreciate that. You're welcome. 
around the things that I've learned, they're really, you know, deduce them into basically four buckets. So someone that says, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready for love and I'm ready to jump on human or any other uh, product or or way that you're going to navigate that. First of all, it's having its intense self-reflection. So wrestling with your own issues, mm-hmm. number mm-hmm. one. Yes, kids. Yes. There is no getting around it. Nope. You, you have to, you know, do the work, the introspection to determine who you really are. Um, step, step one. The second thing is that I think there takes a, there has to be a certain kind of humility in which you release your need to be right. Oh. And, <laughs> That's I don't think there's so many people who won't get past that step. <laughs> it's just not it's a lot of men. Sorry guys, but that's a lot of men. <laughs> go, go on. I, I applaud you. you let's let let's try to get past that step. <laughs> you have to have the ability to defer judgment. Right. And we all have that. There's a natural bias, this tendency to uh, look at a situation, our brain sees something it computes that what we see and we have an emotional reaction and then we come back with a judgment. Mm-hmm. You have to wrestle with that and um, release it that you may not, you may not be right. I know that I've gone into relationships with these very black and white views of myself as well as other people. Mm-hmm. And more often than not, I've learned that I was wrong. I was wrong about them and I was certainly wrong about myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and that has provided the some of the most growth for me. And as I've talked to, you know, just countless other people along the way, the same kind of experience. There was some pivotal moment when they realized, oh, my gosh, I, how in the world could I have been so wrong? But if we can embody that and hold on to that earlier, we'll be mm-hmm. a, a lot more um, productive. Mm. The other thing, the third thing I'd say is um, you have to be willing to be seen, to be vulnerable. Yeah. So it ties into the one I just mentioned. If you can release your need to be right and defer judgment, you free yourself for not being judged as you don't judge other people. And it will lead to you being more willing to be seen, to be truly seen, to be vulnerable and to be courageous. And that is what it means to truly be human. I was just thinking you have to be really brave and being really brave like that requires a lot of work on the inside. And that will help you release the need to be right. Or at least that, at least it will give you the moment to be like, maybe I'm not right. Let me get more information. You know, let me just sink into this and be like, hold on. Am I missing something? And maybe you don't even get it then. You get it later, like you're saying. Like, oh gosh, I had no idea. And now I see it. Now I get it. But the humility to show up. I think what's so special about your app too is that you're you're stripping people away of what they would normally put for, you know, yeah. first in front or whatever the saying is. Um, and you're you're saying like, this is what we see of you. Are you, how do you feel about that? Are you okay with that? And I'm sure a lot of people will push back be like, oh, oh, no, that's not at all what I would put out there, but that's actually what that person is. So I think, yeah, like if you can do that work as you're doing the app, as you're 
getting used to just being really seen. I mean, my God, like, how could you not fall in love? Like, how could you not meet someone who's coming from that same exact place of vulnerability and being like, we're ready. Let's just, let's just be us. (laughs) Yeah. And that's a very, very place where it can happen. And not just in a love and romantic kind of relationship, but any kind of relationship. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, you know, whether we admit it or not, um, at the very, very core, <clears throat> excuse me, at the very, very core is that question around, you know, do I matter? Do you see me? You know, can I be heard? Mm-hmm. And if you see and hear me, you know, will you still love me? Am I, am I still enough? And that has nothing to do with gender or race or ethnicity. It has everything to do with just what it means to be, to be us, to be, to be human. And you're exactly right about the design um, of the app is meant to do that. So the reason why, you know, the very first thing I, you know, put out there was that this, you know, intense self-reflection and wrestling with your own issues is because there is an intent for the app to be that as much for you as it is for it to be this tool to help you find your forever person. So it's very, very interesting. You know, we've all been in, you know, the great kind of success coaching or self-help classes when they've said, okay, you know, take a look at your bank account or, you know, look at your calendar and what does it say? And what does it say about you? And we've all kind of been like, well, that 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 really is not uh, exactly who I am. Yeah. But if we allow that process to happen and be a little bit more reflective, if what you do is not who you are, then there is an opportunity for you to to change. Mm -hmm. But if what you do is who you are there is a piece of ownership to that as well. And if we want to be something different, we, we have to first do that kind of reflection and releasing judgment of ourselves and being willing to be seen and being vulnerable as well. Wow. I mean, this app works on both ends. It helps you find a mate, but it also helps you find you. Gosh, yep. that's so true. Are, are you what you say you are? Are you what you do? How did you just word that again? Um, yeah, if what you do is not who you are, then there is an opportunity for you to reflect on that. Um, yeah, because I think, you know, there's the ideal of who we want to be and what we think we are. But like, sometimes it's just a fantasy that we've believed for so long that isn't actually real. And this yeah. could be that moment that you're like, oh, I'm really not that. And I love the, what you said too, about like, look at your calendar. What does that say about you? I'm like, oh my God, it would just say, I'm just a really busy podcast host. (laughs) Seriously. It would just be like podcast, podcast, podcast. (laughs) It'd be like, where are your friends? Where are they? I'm like, they're on the phone. (laughs) That's what it would say about me. I love this. I just, I think that there is a generational involvement happening right now, not to get into my waist hippy dippy part, but like, I do really believe there is a huge spiritual shift and it's a generational thing right now. And I think that you are doing some really good work to help people really help them find others that they truly connect with, whether it's love or friendship or whatever, just to, to find like-minded people that they, you know, we just want to, like you said, we want to be seen and heard for who we really are. And this feels like a real chance to do that. 
Well, thank you so much. You know, over the weekend, I was in a conversation with a colleague and uh, he he caused me to, to really reflect on why this matters so much to me. I would have said, and it is true that, well, what, what I'll say is that, you know, what I want my legacy to be, you know, and that's like last moments is to be thought of and be remembered as someone who really cared and valued and empowered other, other people to have deep, meaningful connections. And why that matters to me is, you know, from my own birth story um, of, you know, I was abandoned uh, in a hospital and rescued oh, by my paternal grandmother, um, who later found out she was my paternal grandmother. And this sense of, of being uh, valued by someone so much that they would do anything and everything to save you mm-hmm. um, and to be in community and connection. My whole life has been marked by those kinds of meaningful connections where people stepped in either heroically or almost silently just to just to just to be. Um, but the conversation this weekend revealed also just how uh, much other things like my love for music and being a musician and an uh, artist and love of all those kinds of things have also been a way to just create connection that that thread has always run throughout my life in a way that I wasn't even even aware of. Um, and I think that it's something that's incredibly important for all of us. And I, I'm excited about what this technology is going to do to really revolutionize this space, but also just any matching market space. I mean, just think of all the ways where we really want to be seen and valued for who we are, not just in a romantic relationship, but, you know, when you show up or are interested in a job, I mean, could you just really see who I really am, you know, beyond just the few titles um, from a resume? But there's so much more depth that a person brings to an organization beyond that. And so th- there's just so many other ways where where this really, really matters. But wow, people get to show up and and know that they're they're valued for who they are. Oh my gosh, Don, you have created some really important technology. I'm really excited for you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Girl, damn. Well, you are leaving a legacy. So okay. <laughs> tell people, so you said early 2022, it's coming out, right? Yes, we're, yes. Like a, technology like build. I wish it was, <laughs> I wish it was already there, but yeah, uh, building something um, so intense is time and money. So I can imagine. I can imagine. Well, Tell people how they can follow you and find you so that they can keep up on this and, and hear the, the date that it comes out. Yes, sounds great. So my personal Instagram is at D Cornell, C-O-R-N-E-L. Um, but for human, all of our handles are at my human app, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, um, soon to be one day TikTok. Um, and then our website is myhumanapp.com and they can join the wait list uh, now and uh, get to be a part of some of the, the early users. We, we have product on our, on our uh, site as well. So lots of ways they can get involved and start repping and uh, telling their friends and family about, about this great technology. 
Okay. Awesome. Thank you so much, Don. This was an amazing conversation. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a joy. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. Remember, sharing is caring. Make sure to rate the podcast and leave a review. We really rely on this to help get the podcast out there. Also, make sure to watch the video version on YouTube at That Girl the Podcast.